Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. Hello, hello. Oh my gosh. Hello, my people. Welcome to episode one of A Holy Mess podcast. Today's the day, you guys. I am so excited. I am so pumped that you are here, and I'm really excited for this journey ahead with this podcast. And so thanks for joining us. So, you guys, today I am just going to share my heart about how the podcast came about, a little bit more, what we're going to dive into. And then today we're going to talk about hope. But I have to tell you, This podcast has been on my heart for months, literally months, actually probably years. I don't even know, but I'm super stoked about just the opportunity to have a podcast to be able to share my heart and just the content that I want to put out into the world. And so I'm really excited that you're with us and this stuff, like I said, it's been on my heart for a while. And I feel like honestly, it's been growing in me for like the last decade. And honestly, since I got sober, so I'm 11 years sober by the grace of God, literally in a week. And I'm super excited. And I was praying yesterday and I was like, you know what, Lord, I just dedicate this to all the healing that Jesus has brought me in my life and how far I've come. Like the fact that I'm still alive, let alone able to live a joy-filled, hope-filled, fun life and journey with people and have an amazing family and all of these things that I don't want to ever take those things for granted. And I don't ever want to forget kind of where I came from and the devastating part of my life that kind of birthed this passion and hunger to help people and to journey with people through their their hard things. And so by no means is this podcast going to be doom and gloom and depression, (laughs) I promise. I mean, I do have doom and gloom days and I do still wrestle with depression at times and anxiety and, you know, all of host of issues, which you'll be hearing from my therapist in a few weeks, which I'm super stoked. And along those lines, we're going to have just awesome guests. I cannot wait for some of the guests that are lined up. Just people that I love and respect. And I see them live with hope and peace and joy and purpose, even within really hard circumstances in their life. And so I think that's beautiful. And to be honest, those are heroes of mine because one of the goals in life is how do we live with both the hard stuff and still live a beautiful life? How do these circumstances that, you know, some of them are quite devastating that people walk through, like how do we live with hope and joy and peace and love and and not fake it? You know, in recovery circles, one of the things they say is fake it till you make it, which I actually think is pretty quite profound for a moment. But if you're still faking it after a long time, you got to take the mask off. You got to actually step into the grace and the love of God to find the healing and find the peace and find the joy and find the purpose and, and all of that. So anyways, and I'm not minimizing anyone's struggles because 
I know some of us are going through really hard things and devastating things. My whole point in saying this is that does not discount or minimize what you may be feeling or what you've experienced in the past or what's, you know, could be potentially your future or what you're walking through right now. What I'm saying is if we let these things bury us, they will. (laughs) And so how do we find joy and hope? How do we live with both the good and the bad, right? For so long, I lived just miserable. I was buried by the despair and the destruction and the regret and the shame and the confusion. I just didn't understand. And, you know, I'd hear all these messages about the hope of God and God loves you and all these things. And it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And I'm not minimizing those kind of messages. They're wonderful. But I got to the place in my life where I was like, fantastic, awesome. How? Show me actually how to experience the love of God in this situation that I feel is just so devastating and awful and just tore my soul apart. Like, show me how I'm supposed to see purpose in this absolute tragic situation. And you're telling me God caused this to happen so that I could have purpose in life. Like, it's just, it got very confusing for me. I feel like the lines were blurred for a little while, but the more healing and the more experience I've had, the more I come to understand the beauty of actually living with joy and acceptance and peace and grace, despite really awful situations. I think that's the beauty of life. And I think, especially as Christians, you guys, we have this eternal hope and it doesn't mean, oh yeah, you know, eternity's coming. We have hope for the future. Like that's beautiful and lovely and amazing. But how does God's kingdom come now? How do we live in the grace and the peace and the love of God and the truth of God now? Like, how do we experience that within the struggle. And so that's been the journey. And that's the hope of this podcast. A holy mess podcast is literally, this is holy ground. Our hardest places, our hurting places, you guys, that's holy, holy ground unto the Lord. And so how do we live in this place of grace and mercy and love in really hard things? And so that's what I've been after for a decade or more. I didn't know I was after it prior, but That's really what I've been after my whole life. I just felt this holy discontentment within me and nothing else worked. Like, I'll be honest, you know, I'm really open with my story and I made some pretty awful decisions in my life and I can go back and explain to you why I made those decisions and not to minimize what the decisions were. But I think until we find a deep understanding for ourselves and a deep empathy for ourselves and even a deep understanding and empathy for people in our lives, like we're never going to completely walk free. I don't know about you, but I want everything that this life has to offer me that Jesus has to offer me. I want all the hope and all the joy and all the purpose. And I want it all. And I don't want to run from the painful things in my life or ignore them or bury them under a rug thinking that that's going to make it go away. And a friend said it yesterday. We were at a Bible study, like a little small group thing. And she said, she's in the medical field. And she was like, you know, an undealt with infection, it only grows. And honestly, it makes it worse. And then you can have a blood infection. It just multiplies. And so when we don't deal with these things, they tend to grow and multiply. And then they turn into bitterness and rage and super discontentment. And we wonder why we're super depressed or super anxious or super anything. And and I'm not discounting, like, I do know that there are medical diagnoses for depression and anxiety. And I'll be honest with you, it's in my lineage. It's in my family and it's in me. So I think I literally just have the disposition and was born with the biology to lean towards depression or anxiety or that sort of thing. And and that doesn't mean 
that there aren't super things out there that can help me and in ways that I can learn to live a joy-filled life, even with some medical diagnosis or mental illness or that sort of thing. But what I am saying is there's hope for all of us. And every week at our church, we say this phrase and we say that there's hope beyond our brokenness. And we say it each week so that we believe it a little bit more and more. And I have to tell you, because there's been places in my life where I've been like, yeah, there's hope for all these situations, but there's a few situations in my life or there's a few internal struggles in my life. I'm just too broken to see hope or to feel joy or to feel peace. And so the more we say it, and it's funny because our pastor makes us say it literally out loud, there's hope beyond our brokenness. It begun to just morph into its own thing and internalize deep within my bones. And I've been studying hope for two years now. And it's funny because I've heard it said too, that like hope's a dirty word. And I think hope can be used in an abusive way or in a over-spiritualizing way, or even to put shame on people. If people minimize what you've actually gone through or what you're going through or what you're feeling. And, and honestly, I think the enemy too, his job is to distract and to dishearten and to discourage and all these things to get us away from feeling and to sensing the hope that there actually is for us. And I think part of that hope is learning to live within the struggle and learning to find joy in spite of or despite of or whatever within the struggle of whatever's going on. So how do you hold like one hand, you've got all this suffering and all this heartache and all these concerns and all these worries. And then the other hand, you're like, okay, but I've got hope and I got joy and I've got all these scriptures that I believe and I see it happen in other people's lives. But sometimes when we see great things happen in other people's lives, we're like, well, how come they got the healing and I didn't get the healing? Or how come they got the house and I didn't get the house? Or how come they have the joy and I don't have the joy? And it's one of those things where for me, I've had to reconcile. It rains on the just and the unjust. Bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to quote unquote bad people. It's one of those things where coming to the place of this is the only life I get to live. My biology, my history, my story, I get to live within my skin. And in, sooner that I think we recognize and embrace who we are, our struggles and all, the mess of our life, the mess that we've made, the mess that other people have made for us, the sooner we can embrace that and accept that and begin to walk free and joy, that's the hope of the gospel. That's the good news. To me, that is what it's all about, right? And so scripture is clear. We are to be like the hands and feet of Jesus and, and love people and have compassion for them and lead them in truth and grace and mercy and love and, and all of that, like the good news of Jesus and what we can have. But we have to internalize that for ourselves. Otherwise, we're just whitewashed tombs and we're saying stuff, but we don't really feel it. I've heard people say stuff, their eyes glaze over and it's like they've drunk Kool-Aid. And I'm like, do you really believe what you just said? <laughs> I've heard messages like, do you really believe what you just preached? And sometimes it's really good just to say it and to walk into believing it. I'm not trying to shame anybody for like, but I don't actually believe it. Because let me tell you, there's still things in my life. I'm like, do I have hope there? Because some things are just so painful and hurtful and hard and I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I journaled this morning about how sometimes you see hope as like a flickering light in another room and it's like a candle just flickering and you just keep walking towards it. That's why we have scripture. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. That's why we have Jesus. That's why we have each other to remind each other, like keep walking towards hope, but we have to begin to internalize these things as well. And so 
Anyways, I'm going to share a little bit about my story because I think it'll give some of you some background about where I've come from and why this has become a passion for me. And, you know, I heard somebody say that our biggest pain points in life can actually become our biggest passions. And I was like, <gasps> it literally like stopped me in my tracks. I was on a walk and I'm like, wow, Jesus, thank you. Because the very fact that I want to have a podcast about my brokenness and my mess that I've walked through or I've created for myself, that's a miracle of God. It's hilarious too, because I work with women and it's like my passion and my therapist, I'm sure he giggles because he's been with me for so long, but I never really liked women before because, you know, anyway, so if you're a woman, maybe you can relate, but now I'm super all about human beings, but women finding freedom and walking in freedom. And I love it. And men have always been just easier for me to get along with. I don't know, because I'm an athlete or whatever. I had brothers or I don't know if they were less threatening. I don't know. But now I'm like, man, I just love humanity. But it's hilarious. It's hilarious how far God has brought me in my life that I love women now. And so, and I love men and I love human beings and I love children and I love people. Anyways, people are my people. People are my jam. So like I said earlier, I'm almost 11 years sober by the grace of God. I want to back up. So, and I'm going to just give a little bit about my story and just so you understand kind of where I came from. So I grew up in Buffalo, New York and shout out to Buffalo Bills. I don't even know how we're doing this year, but anyways, little side note, the street my dad grew up on for a long time held the Guinness Book of World Records for the most bars on any street in America. So thank you. Thank you. I think alcoholism was like destined for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Although maybe, I don't know. It's a street in Tonawanda. I don't know if we still hold the record, but that's where I came from, y'all. Buffalo, New York. There's not much to do, but drink, I guess, because it's so cold sometimes. But shout out to Buffalo. Anyways, so when I was a kid, I grew up and then moved to California and just grew up in Southern California. So I'm Southern California kid and was an athlete and all that sort of stuff. I come from a loving, great family. I mean, I've had to work through my stuff with my family that I'm sure most of us have had to do as we work through the things that affected us in our life from childhood and that sort of thing. But one of the things I love about my family is they're really open and honest about their stuff, like, and hilarious. I have come to just see the hilariousness and the roots of how funny so many people in our family are. And anyways, I love it. I got to have my mom on one time just because she's hilarious. Anyways, like any other family, we got dysfunction just like you, like everybody's got it, but I adore these human beings. So anyways, so grew up in high school and in high school, I was an athlete, partier. I've always been super like, ah, like out there and just trying to figure out who I am. And I remember in high school being told like, Danny, you're just too much, like just chill out and da, 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 da. And I remember I just internally felt I was too much, like I couldn't be handled and I couldn't handle myself. And so, you know, like a lot of high schoolers who feel lost and I made a bunch of horrible decisions and, and that sort of thing. I'm going to share one funny story with you just because I feel like this life of ministry and this life for God and this life for human beings was really planted in me when I was a 16-year-old stoner kid. So I grew up Catholic and I went on a Catholic retreat. And I don't know if you're Catholic or not, but I uh, <laughs> in Catholicism, you go on these retreats to become confirmed in the church. And I never actually was confirmed, but when on this retreat, I had this experience with God. And I don't know how to put it other than I experienced the presence of God in my heart. And it was like the first time and it was incredible. I didn't know what it was. And to be totally honest with you, 
I worked through it about two years ago, emotionally and spiritually, and even with my therapist and that sort of thing, and just put some pieces together and chatted through with my sister-in-law and some other friends and just really found this moment in time of when I really felt like God put a call on my life and in my heart. And I didn't believe it until so many years later, but so I'm on this Catholic retreat and now mind you, I'm an athlete and I'm a partier and all that sort of stuff. And I didn't take much in life super serious because I was indestructible. No, I wasn't, but I lived that lie anyways. So I'm on this retreat and have this experience with Jesus and it just felt really intense. Literally, it was so intense and I didn't know how or who to go to in that moment. So I went and I grabbed a leader and I was like, hey, let's go smoke some weed. And it's hilarious. It's horrible. If there's any teenagers listening, I do not recommend this. And it was a really bad decision and, and all of that sort of stuff. And I'll be honest, marijuana numbed me for a long time. And anyways, all that. So I grabbed him and I'm like, hey, let's go smoke some weed. So we go and smoke some weed. I got kicked off the retreat because we got found out and then he got fired. So it was horrible, super horrible situation story. Okay. And I can only laugh about it now because it was so many years ago and he's doing great in his life now anyways. So two weeks after that incident, after getting kicked off the retreat, I went and met with my priest because I didn't know anything else. I didn't know what else to do. So I went and met with Father Bob. And before you get mad at Father Bob for how he treated me, it's not his fault. (laughs) Well, maybe it is. I don't know. Anyways, I think I would have handled it differently, but he handled it how he felt that. So I went to Father Bob and I'm like, Father Bob, I feel this call. I didn't know what it was. And I'm a woman, so I know I can't become a priest, but I want to work for God and I want to work for God. And I felt like an experience with the holiness of God. And I want that in my life. So I want to become a nun. And literally, I still have picture his face in my mind. And he was laughed hysterically and then was like, Danny, God's not calling you to ministry. See you later. And so I left there so defeated and I'm not blaming him. Like clearly two weeks ago, I just got kicked off a retreat for smoking weed and, and all that stuff. Like there was some drama attached to it, but I'm just telling you my experience. And so we bless father, Bob, (laughs) father, Bob, man, wherever you are, God bless you. But I left there and that was a pivotal moment in my life because I felt like I heard from God and then this authority figure, and I'm not blaming just priests because I think we all do it in Christian circles. But this authority figure, or we all can do it or do that and speak devastation in people's lives. My life went a different path after that. That was just a pivotal moment. So that's where I really felt this call. And then, and I can tell you some childhood stuff where I really felt called in really odd ways. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, that was just Jesus calling me to himself. And I think we all have those stories in little ways or in big ways. And honestly, I didn't remember that story until literally a couple of years ago. It was in the back of my head, but it wasn't that big a deal. But now I've come to realize like, oh my gosh, man, this has been written on my heart. And I had to go through what I had to go through to experience whatever. But coming now at a place where I can be passionately who I am and figure out all these things in my life and all these pieces that kind of brought me to here. And it's okay. I'm finally at a place where I'm like, man, I want to be who I was created to be. If there's one thing I just want this podcast to do for you or to help empower you or to journey with you is to help you to be who you were created to be. And I'll be honest with you, like I am not an expert. I call myself a journeyer. So I'm with you in the trenches. I want to walk with you. I want to hold that space for you to process and to just think about maybe things you haven't thought about before and and that sort of thing. And so that's kind of where I'm at. One of my passions is like 
restoration and reconciliation and all these Christian theological terms that have become manna from heaven for me. And if you don't know what manna is, that's when the Israelites were wandering in the desert, they were hungry and God sent down manna. And manna literally means, what the heck is this? In the Hebrew, it means, what is this? And so sometimes God brings what we need in ways that we're like, what the heck is this? Is this actually it? We look back and we're like, that sustained me. We look back and we're like, that fed me. That got me through. That was the bridge to where I'm at. I know the world's on fire right now in like a whole lot of ways. But you guys, I feel like the more the world and external circumstances get crazy and nuts, the more we have to press into the truth of biblical truths and who we are and what the word says about us and how do we internalize that and how do we have Jesus help us and comfort us and cleanse us and walk with us through this. So I'm going to talk about some of my favorite authors throughout the podcast. And one of those authors is Brendan Manning. And if you haven't read his book, he's written, I think, 15 books, but Abba's Child, the Ragamuffin Gospel, I think, is his most famous book. He actually passed away a couple of years ago, and he's actually one of the guys I cannot wait to meet in heaven, but he just really has a grip on the grace and the love and the truth of God, and, and he's walked through some really hard things, and so he's a hero to me. But in Abba's Child, Brennan says, we attain self-awareness, not by self-analysis, but by the leap of commitment. And you know, guys, I have that up in my office, and I just thought, man, what is that commitment? The commitment is to ourselves. The commitment is to God and to hope that I'm not eternally doomed to an unfulfilled life, no matter what the circumstances are, right? Like there's hope for us. If we stay committed to this process, like we have to stay committed to the process with Jesus and we have to stay committed to the process with ourselves. Like as much as we wish things were different or we were different, you guys, this is all you got. Like you are such a miracle. You are a one of a kind. And if you've seen any artwork, Gary and I were in France a couple of weeks ago, actually, by the grace of God, his company's super generous. And we got to spend some time there. We saw some artwork, like one of a kinds. And these things are precious. They couldn't even put a price tag on some of them because they're so valuable. Only you have your life experience. Only you have your DNA, your biology, your history, your family, your future. Like only you can live the life that you are called to live. Only you can touch the people that you are called to touch in this world. And so don't minimize yourself. And social media has this way of us comparing. And I was like, man, there's so many good podcasts out there. Do we really need another one? And it's like, well, it's written on my heart, so I'm going to do it. I don't care. I know there's others, but this is what it's called on my heart to do. And so I'm just trying to stay in my lane, do my thing. That's what I want to encourage you to do. And whatever you're called to do, getting to the place of, being comfortable in your own skin to actually do it and to love your family and to love your spouse or love your kids or love the people in your life and to ultimately love yourself, love who God has made you to be. And that doesn't mean you have to agree with everything you're feeling or everything that you do or someone else is feeling or somebody else is doing, but we have to begin to embrace this stuff and to walk passionately in who we are and what we've been called to do. And, you know, I'll be honest. For a long time, I felt like my mess or my struggles, they disqualified me from ministry or from life. And I think that's just the enemy's way of kind of poking at Christians, especially. But I've come to realize that these obstacles or these things that I think disqualified myself actually helped qualify me to share my heart, share my life, share my experience with Jesus. And guys, the same is true for you. Like whatever you feel disqualifies you, whether it's like 
a situation, a circumstance, a decision that you've made, a fear that you have, whatever you feel like that thing has disqualified you from having joy or peace or purpose in this world, I'm telling you guys, that thing is one of the things that's going to open the door for you to actually find peace and to find joy and to find hope and to find purpose. There's so much more I could say. I want to keep all these podcasts relatively short and under 30 minutes. So I'm going to say a little prayer for you. And I'm super pumped. Next week, we're jumping into some more about hope. And we're just going to start this journey. And I'm super jazzed. So we do have a prayer team. So if you want prayer, please email hello at dannysumner.com. And I'll put the email address in the show notes. If I mention a book or anything, it'll be in the show notes too, which you can click through at the bottom of the podcast. And so we're still trying to figure out all the tech of this, but it's time to take that leap. So anyways, hilariously too, I have to mention my buddy, Joe, who I mentioned to him about this podcast and he's been so supportive and I delayed my launch several times. Hilariously, he created a podcast called Failure to Launch because I had not launched the podcast. And so it's really good content. So I'll actually put a link to his too. So shout out to my buddy, Joe, and just the support that I have felt from my community and my friends has been incredible in my family. And so guys, I'm excited to journey with you. I will be honest. I am just a steward and a host, and this is going to be a listener driven podcast. So what does that mean? It means email us what's on your heart. Even who do you want to hear from? What subjects do you want us to talk about and explore? Like this is what this space is for, is for us to journey through and just continue to link arms together. We're not meant to do this life alone. And my tribe has meant the world to me in my healing. And Bob Goff says, next to grace, he thinks his best idea was making us need one another. And you guys, that's the reality. That's a biblical truth to do life together, arm in arm. And that's my passion. That's my jam. And that's what I'm about. And so I love you guys. Let me say a little prayer over mm -hmm. you and then I'll see you next week. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for episode one and just learning to build the plane as we fly it, God. I thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love. Lord, I thank you for my friend listening right now. God, I thank you for the call upon their lives. God, I don't know what they're walking through. I don't know what pain they're walking through. I don't know what hurt they're walking through. I don't know what they can't even face yet in their own life, God. But thank you, Lord, that you don't push us any farther than where you want to take us. And so, Lord, I pray for your peace and your grace and your mercy. God, I pray that you'd open doors for them, Lord, for their own heart and their own healing and their own life, Lord. God, I pray that you would touch them in tangible ways, God, and in emotional ways and mental ways and spiritual ways, God. I pray that you would give them all that they need, God, today. And so, Lord, I pray that they would experience your love and your grace and your mercy and your purpose for them on this planet. Jesus, we need you. We're desperate. The world's on fire. God, but I thank you that you have given us all we need and that you're continuing to give us what we need today, one day at a time. So God, we press into you and your truth of who we are. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, bless you guys. Have a great week. See you next time. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.